Welcome, daters, to the, the Yentas. We are three matchmakers. Eliza Ben Shalom. Michal Neistetter. And Danielle Selber. Yenta can carry a negative, gossipy connotation. We are not that. We are love professionals and proud to be Yentas. This is a part of our tradition, our history. We support your search for your person. The three of us met over coffee many years ago and have collaborated and supported each other and our clients ever since. This is your invite to our chat at the virtual coffee shop. Who should you date? Who should you marry? These are the biggest decisions a person can make. You don't have to do it alone. You've got us. Ready? Come on in. Take a seat. to be here. Um, my name is Danielle Selber. I'm the in-house matchmaker at Tribe 12. We are the only <laughs> we are the only uh, nonprofit in the universe that has an in-house matchmaker. We are very proud to be that. Uh, Michal is a professional matchmaker who joined our team last year. <laughs> Michal Maystetter. And of course, Elizabeth Shalom, star of Netflix's Jewish matchmaking. <laughs> So, okay, so we've all known each other for a really long time, seven-ish, ten-ish years. It's really bizarre for me to watch you up there. How does it feel for you to watch you up there, Aliza? So we don't have a TV. (laughs) We either use our phone or a computer or an iPad, and so this is my version of TV. Your coloring was a little off, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Fair I, critique. I, no, I, I loved it. it was, it's fun. I don't know. I, I think it's really, really fun. <laughs> so fun. And Michal, like, we've been getting a lot of people telling us what they think of the show. How has the reception been? What do you think? My God, I think it's amazing because it was just a few years ago that we were sitting in a coffee shop in Bella Kenwood, and you said it perfectly like Eliza's not like I think this is gonna happen she was like I will be on Netflix and, <laughs> I didn't and we were like no I said I'm gonna do a show I don't know which one but somebody's gonna pick me and I'm gonna do a show I have a message for the world and Michal was like that's probably gonna happen yeah <laughs> she woman fested it manifest I don't know <laughs> I love it okay so Eliza we're gonna address the elephant in the room it's time for you to address your little comment about our fair city of Philadelphia <laughs> Eliza asked me for the opportunity to do what's called chuva <laughs> this is the walk of shame <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> Can I explain my thinking? Because I, I, my husband's like, no, just say you're sorry, move on, it's good, it's good enough. I'm like, no, you don't understand what I meant. And when you understand what's in my heart, you might feel a little bit different. Can I share? Yes. Thank you. It's really, it's really like burning a hole in my heart. Okay, we moved to Israel. La, my dream after years of begging and pleading with God, my children, my husband, and everybody in my world, we finally moved to Israel. La, sunshine, blue skies, palm trees, exotic, exciting. My life dream, a Jewish person goes back to the homeland with her entire family and Koda the Kelev, my dog, in the middle of an international pandemic. 
March 2021. Remember that? One year into the pandemic. La, she leaves Philadelphia, she goes to her homeland, and she lands in a quarantine hotel where she is locked for a week with three children, two are in a boarding school, thank God they're not there, and no balcony. And then we go on the show, and we do all these things, and they say, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Pardes Chana, Israel! Finally, I can say it, I'm from Israel! And like, oh yeah, and I'm from Philadelphia, you know? Not so, <laughs> Not saying the word, ixnay, on the erd way, I'm not saying it. So, I meant to say, and had I had an edit in there, if they would voice over it, I would have said, not so exotic. That's fair, it's not exotic, I mean, compared to Israel. And then I tried to say I'm sorry last night and it was a failure because I said, listen, what is Philadelphia? Historic. It's the city that loves you back. It's the city of brotherly love. We got a lot of stuff, but like who claimed that it was the most exciting city? And somebody goes, you're wrong. It's number one on the list. God really has a good sense of humor. Could you pick a different word to say about Philadelphia? You had to say it was the number one city that's exciting, and I have the nerve to say that. I completely regret it. I meant to say exotic. I love Philadelphia. I was born and raised here, but where you come from is never as exciting as where you go to, fair? So that was just my thinking, but I love Philly, and please forgive me. Also, wait, I do want I feel better now. Good, we forgive you. Do you feel better? Do you feel better? Um, I also think that Philly is the mecca for Jewish matchmaking. Correct, exactly. <laughs> like for a show in which in the first episode we talk about a little bit about Philadelphia, it is the most Philadelphian show ever. We have Ryan Green is here in the audience, episode six and seven, everybody. Yay! A Philadelphia born and raised guy who came on the show because he was a client of Michal's, right? We have Ronit, the producer who spoke to us earlier. Even in that first episode, in the background of one of the scenes was Noga Schechter, who's out of town today, but she was there at a dinner with you. Oh, she was at my house in Israel. Yes. She flew there and yeah. she was, in the, yeah, there's a lot of Philadelphia. It's a very Philly show, it's right? Philly, it's really just a Philly show. <laughs> it just Netflix is not so exciting, but Philadelphia on Netflix is super exciting. Exactly. Yes, and we claim you as our Philly girl anyway. And as a lifelong Philadelphian, I will also say that like people not liking us is sort of our shtick. So I feel like I'm proud that you said it. I'm happy that you said that on the show. Aww. Hot take. Pat me on the back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, so now that Aliza has been forgiven, um, so we, we've been collecting questions for weeks now on Instagram and things, and also like right before this, a bunch of people like attacked me with questions that they wanted me to ask here on stage. So let's ask a few of the questions burning questions that people have about you and the show. Okay, my favorite question that I got that's not about you or the show, but it's about me, you, and Michal. Somebody said it like this. They said, what do you three have to do with one another? <laughs> they were like, why are you three always hanging out? Why are you on a podcast? Why are you the Yentas? So I thought that we should mention what our connection is and how we differ and how we're the same in our matchmaking and our work. We're the Yentas because of you. Okay, go on. <laughs> Michal is, I'm sorry, Michal. Dan Danielle is the queen Yenta. By Yenta, we're gonna, just like we're gonna reclaim Philadelphia, we're gonna reclaim the word Yenta, which is really a very, 
doesn't have a good traditional ring to it. Kind of has like a little gossipy nature. And we're going to tell you we're the Yentas. We get together, we talk, we network. I'm going to use Yenta as networking as our specialty, and we bring people together, which I think is really fantastic. And Danielle is a super connector. Michal is the other super connector. And I just sit in the middle waiting for them to clash and bring me in. <laughs> because that's what happened. So we go to a coffee shop and Danielle says, Aliza, I want you to come meet somebody. Uh, meet me at the coffee shop. And she says, Michal, you need to meet somebody also. You'll meet me there. And we all show up at the coffee shop in Balakinwood, right? The Trails End Cafe, is it still there? No, RIP, not there anymore. Oh, not so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we but wish it was there. What so we had was immediate chemistry. Magical. Yeah, and we realized that we have the same mission, which was to connect people and help people find love, and that there was no competition between any of us. And coming from, from three different sources. So Danielle is from the nonprofit Tribe 12 model. Hey, I want to bring people together, and I want to help matchmake them. And Michal, at the time when we met, was working for a for-profit company. She was an employee, somebody new who was being trained into matchmaking. And I had started my own matchmaking business because of Tribe 12 and their accelerator program. And I was running a little mom and pop matchmaking and dating coaching business out of my house. And we all come together, and Michal, Michal was so cute. Was, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Personality-wise, I bet she was just so like, she was bubbly and she was really excited and she sat down and she's like, I have so many questions for you guys. And she starts rattling everything off very, very quickly. And I'm like, oh, Danielle, <laughs> she's, she's gonna burn out fast. Do you think we should tell her what's really gonna happen? <laughs> she's like, no, no, shh, let it be, let it be. And she kept coming with her questions and her curiosity. And then we would meet month after month and year after year. And I was like, man, she's a good matchmaker. In what, a year you just nailed it? You figured out the whole system and like, poof, you're the hottest matchmaker? I don't understand. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys, you told me and I just figured it out. <laughs> and she really did. She really figured everything out. And Danielle built the entire nonprofit How to Bring People Together, which by the way, the model of what we're doing in Philadelphia, you will see in the next five years, will be in cities across the globe, not just cities across the country. Amen. Philly is the and, mecca And you Jewish know if I'm saying it, it's going to be true. Yeah. Yentacon. So, <laughs> hashtag Yentacon is going to be in Philadelphia. Beautiful. Uh, yes, should all our blessings come true. Amen. Um, so then some questions about the show. Okay, the burning questions people have. It's really a question for both of you because Michal and I, here in Philadelphia, deal with people like Ori all the time. <laughs> we do. We deal with people with very specific interests and things that they want. How was it to, to manage that on the show, Eliza? So everybody asks this, and I think for me it must be a personality thing. I just, I tell, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Tell me what, what, what's your preference? And when I know what it is, I can help you. And if it's very narrow and boxy, either I'm gonna give you what you want or I'm just gonna give you nothing because I can't help you. And what you saw with Uri, by the way, there was a very big question. Will we have a date or will you just have a meeting with Uri where you sit down and you go, no, 
No, no. Okay, I'll go back. I'll see you later. Bye. I'll see. I'll keep trying. It was a possibility that that was actually going to happen with him because we weren't going to be able to meet the requests. But by me, I really always listen to people and I try to understand them. And then I ask everybody else, you guys, right? The audience and everybody who's looking at this going, eh, he's so picky. Oh, really? You think you were less picky? <laughs> no, 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 you think about it. You think, were you in an arranged marriage? No, well, okay. <laughs> you were. <laughs> we are still of the age that we have somebody here who's in arranged marriage, yes. But most of you weren't, which means that you had preferences. So as much as I try to watch my language and I very sometimes slip up, but not always, but I work hard that we don't say picky, we say preferences. You have preferences, I have preferences, they have preferences, we all have preferences. Some live in the box with those preferences and they're going to the grave with them and some go, hmm, maybe I'll try something else. So for me, it's a little bit of a matter of negotiation. And I like to negotiate. So like I, like, like I said with Uri, like, we're gonna stretch you like yoga. How about this? How about that? And he's like, no, no, <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, I'll keep looking. Something that Eliza did on the show was challenging people with some of their preferences. But what I didn't see is like pushback when you would like from people when you would present a match except for Ori and that was really surprising because that's a really big part of matchmaking that you show people options and they're like mm, not for me and you're like okay compose myself because it's it's a really big challenge and what you said is true when I started matchmaking like just like all the other matchmakers I was like I love love and people burn out so quickly because you find yourself in this situation where you're the one who's like doing the tinder you you see who is saying no to who and why and it can hurt your soul a little bit you know like okay he's five seven he's not five eight so what you know so Does how do the we, question? Yes, you did. So how do we deal with that, Yentas? How do we deal with these moments when someone says he needs this kind of eyebrow or I didn't like that he didn't pour the water and the, and the wine for me on the first date, right? Wait, but I think he should have poured the water. Okay, like, let's see. Okay. Great. Got it. I, equally, if she was pouring water, I would have wanted her to do it. But whoever's doing the pouring, you don't just pour for one, you pour for all, right? Yeah. Wow, everybody agreed with Danny. Impressive. <laughs> I'm going to tell her she's going to be so happy. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, how do we, I mean, everybody deals with things differently. Some people do give a lot of pushback. What I do, and the reason that you don't see a lot of pushback, is because I do a lot of coaching. So there's three parts to being a matchmaker. You guys are about to get an education. Are you ready? Everybody, you're about to be inducted into the matchmaking guild, the International Matchmaking Guild, the IMG. Are you ready? We made this up. There's a little group I have. Do you know about the IMG? Yeah, it's with Rabbi Bernath and Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, we're the IMG. Ta-da! IMG has been announced to the world. So can I stand up for this? I got spilkus. I can't sit. Okay, just give me a minute. Wait. There's, a, there's somebody that's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll try not, uh, just like this. It's good? Yeah, you're in the right spot. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, three jobs. A matchmaker has to do three jobs, and you probably only know about one of them. What's the one thing that they have to do as a matchmaker? Make a match. Okay, that is called the introducer. That is job one, number one. If you make an introduction, you are called a matchmaker. Everybody thinks that that's the only job that a matchmaker does, but it's not true. Job number two is coach. 
mentor, walking and talking through the process. Doesn't have to be a professional, can be a lay leader, can be a parent, can be a sibling, can be a coworker, can be a friend, can be anybody. But somebody has to walk and talk you through the process. You gotta process what's going on in your brain. There's a lot of thinking that's going on. Your heart's doing stuff and, and maybe you're feeling things or maybe you're not feeling things and you don't know what to do. So you either have my catchphrases like when in doubt go out or date them till you hate them or you get yourself a mentor and you learn all the tips, tools and tricks to figure out whether you continue or you stop. But that's not the only job. The third job is... Do the breaking up for them. Oh. <laughs> yes, they said you do the breaking up for them, but not exactly, it's tied to that. It's called the closer. Yeah, yeah, the closer. You ever gone to buy a car? It's nice, it's red, it's shiny, fast. Ooh, take a test drive, you like it? Good, good. Come back in, come to the showroom. Meet my friend Joe. <laughs> Joe's the closer. Joe, how are you doing? Good. You like that car? It's the last one. It's the only one in this color. Oh, with the stereo, you know, with the advance and the serious radio and whatever they've got on it, all that stuff. This is it, it's the only one. It's the only one in the city. It's the only one in the state. Really like the only one in the whole wide world. You're gonna want it. Do you want it? You want it, right? He closes you. He makes sure he makes the deal. And if he doesn't make the deal, he also closes you. You walk out and you're like, thanks, Joe, bye. I'm gonna go get my Tesla. Okay? The closer. So I do heavy coaching and heavy closing. And of course we do introductions, but I honestly don't really care where the introduction comes from because if you don't have the support all along the way, it doesn't matter. You could have the most perfect idea. You could be an outstanding introducer and it will never work unless a person has a support network to help them through it. So the reason, I'm stepping back now, is the reason that How's your people, spiel? <laughs> I gotta get up every once in a while. But the reason that people, you don't see them like saying a hard no to me is because I talk to them, I meet them and I say, listen, we're gonna get somebody in a range of what you're looking for, okay? I'm not looking for a hard no, right? Or he meets somebody and he wants blonde hair, blue eyes, and I don't give him that, but she's hot and he would really, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he's like, wow, but that's not marriage material. And my question to him is like, Really? Right? I'm, I'm playing with that. I want to see how far I can stretch him. Here's somebody who's wonderful and beautiful and, you know, thoughtful and she's got a lot inside. Maybe that really could work for you. Maybe you don't realize that. And so we tried it. And afterwards he said, no, what I want is what I want. And then I said, great, well, either we're giving you that or you're just going to have the end of the show where I'm just talking to you going, no, no, no. And that's how it's going to end. So, so I sweetly do it with coaching, but there's a lot of people that love to do like tough love. I'm like, you know, playful, funny, negotiating love. So if you're not a good negotiator, don't hire me. You're going to lose every time. <laughs> just like how there's 15 million types of Jews, there's all different types of matchmakers that push and shove and in, in different nudge, ways. Nudge. nudge, nudge. in different ways. Like, you have a sweeter way, don't you, Danielle? I have a feeling. <laughs> Maybe. But, I mean, I think what we all have in common, right, is it's about the exploration for the person, right? It's about pushing back a little bit on these assumptions that they might have and trying to figure out what's the thing under the thing. Are they really that obsessed with X, Y, or Z? Or is it about something more? Like, and what is curly hair? About, yeah. like we've been talking about, we, we had, like, full hours where we, we've discussed, like, curly hair and yes. how it's a thing in Judaism <laughs> and how people like when guys say they don't want to date a woman with curly hair and we'll mm -hmm. challenge them. Yes, I challenge them on that. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so since we've all just learned how to be matchmakers, right, we thought that it would be fun tonight to not just chit-chat, but to also enlist all of you in the matchmaker experience and, and bring you on as matchmakers. So we're going to do a few activities, right, Michal? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go. So I, I love the part of the show where Aliza talks about the definition of what a soulmate is. So I'd love for you to turn to someone that you don't know if you can, and I want you to spend just like five minutes and talk to them. Like two, two minutes? Yeah, yeah. You get two minutes. You get two minutes seconds. or 30 seconds to discuss this question. We want to know from you all, do you believe that there is a soulmate for everyone? Go. Go. <laughs> and a hush fell over the crowd. Hush. Hush. Wow, you guys have opinions. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go around. Yeah, Aliza's coming around because we want to know. If you have something you want to share, what, what's your idea of what you just discussed? Your your if you believe in soulmates. Yeah. Who wants to give think me an that answer? There's a soulmate for everyone. So I agree 100% with you. So that that there are many souls that could be that soul. But the most important part that you discussed was that once you are together, you have to make it happen. You have to do something. So this is great for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll say, um, also I'm a couples therapist, so I feel like that's my perspective of this, but um, I'll say that there's a lid for every pot, you know, that there's always somebody out there for you, whether there's multiple, you know, multiple opportunities or not, but, yeah. Fantastic. Anybody else One more, here? one more. Uh, yeah, so, uh, as you were kind of saying to society's general, uh, I guess, definition of a soulmate, it does not exist. But to what you were saying about how it is a soul that we wind up with, uh, again, being a soul, I, I, uh, I, both myself and my new friend Josh do strongly agree with you on that front. Uh, you could kind of argue, oh, well, a general chunk of, of, of you know, wet couples do end up in divorce, but that might not have been the correct soulmate, you know? It was the soulmate at the moment, but you can nix them and get a new one. Right, only one soulmate at a time. Good, thank you. Great answers, everyone. That was enjoyable. Yeah, come on back up, please. Oh, you want to bring Alex? <laughs> yeah. So now uh, we have like a little fun surprise, not for the person that we're doing this to, I promise, but for all of you. We're going to have some live matchmaking right here on stage for a real live person. So this is someone who's been part of the Tribe 12 community for a long time, a client of Michal's, somebody Come we all know. Come on up to our bachelor. Come on up. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Give him a big round of applause. Yay! So thank you for being such a brave soul, Alex. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, so I want to present Alex to, to you all. Come and sit next to me. And he's got a microphone. And you have a microphone, so you can also speak. So I'm going to present Alex to the group. Alex is going to say some words, and then the Yentas can have at it. Um, so Alex is 39. He is six foot one, and he is the type of guy who has so much love to give. He is really creative with words, he's into painting, he likes nature. Um, 
I'm probably missing some things, but I don't blue think that people's blue eyes. I don't think that people's hobbies necessarily define them. What I like about Alex is he has a very big heart. I know that he's the type of friend that will like go furniture shopping with a friend on the weekend and things like that. And he's he's the kind of guy who says yes to everything. He's he's truly truly up for things. Because believe me, when I work with clients, I give them a lot of ideas. He, he took a ballroom dancing class recently, right? Several. Ooh. Several. Um, so Alex is, is an adventurous guy in that kind of way, and now you introduce yourself. Did I miss anything? No, no, that's, that's pretty, pretty on spot. Um, I would like to say that I'm six foot one when I don't slouch. Okay. <laughs> that's what ballroom dancing helps you, you know, pr- yes. uh, promote. Um, I'm more of a, a let's guy, so if I'm, you know, if it's, if it's me, if it's you, if it's us, and we see something interesting, let's go check it out. That's how I like to live. And so Alex, the universe is listening in this room also <laughs> right now. Tell us about what you're looking for. Um, that's a great question. Um, my big things for me is a conversationalist. I need someone that can chat with me. Um, that's not, I like to, I, I coined a term as well, I call those dentist dates when you're like pulling teeth to get a conversation. Um, I've been on lots of those, yeah, I feel like I should have like a card that says, you know, a doctor or the dentist DMD or something like that. Um, uh, humor is super important, humor is my life. I love all jokes uh, from the dad joke to the sarcasm, I actually know what sarcasm is, I can do it, um, and to the very, uh, deeply inappropriate, but I love humor, so, you know, tell me a joke if you, you know, I don't really care where it came from or how bad it is, I want to hear it if it makes somebody laugh. Um, And then, you know, affection, that's really big for me as well. I mean, everyone's done their, you know, the five love languages, you know, my majority was on, you know, physical touch, but quality time is real big uh, for me as well. Um, Can we ask you some Yenta questions? Of course, that's what I live for. I I would like to know, (laughs) wow. You're in the right place. Uh, Alex, who, by the way, is amazing and has a heart of gold. I've known him for a long time. I'm thrilled you're here. You're the bravest person I know. I want to know, um, will you tell us about your Jewish identity? Does it play a role in your life? And if so, what does that look like? Uh, So I grew up uh, reformed, and then I went to conservative. And then uh, similar to Danny on there, I had my first pepperoni pizza when I was in college, uh, except I dropped to my knees and I said hallelujah. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was different, uh, you know, all my Gentile friends, you know, gave me, gave me the look on that one um, and I haven't been back since. Um, I, uh, I'm a cultural Jew. I, you know, tradition, I love the high holidays. No, wait, sorry. I don't really want to call it a, hi- a holiday. It's a holiday for, for stuff. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I like, you know, just all the, all the major holidays where people come together. I mean, I love the traditions and the values uh, that come with that. Um, you know, I kind of go in and out as far as dating Jewish, you know. Um, there's not too many people that do love a guy with a bald head. Um, and so my cohort of, of women that, you know, that I tend to attract, you know, it's, it's a little bit smaller. So I kind of have to expand, uh, you know, my filters. Hold um, on. There is nothing wrong with being bald. There's some, there's some <laughs> girls who are so... Oh. My mother could hear this. Yeah, a little bit of pushback there. The audience does not agree. When, when I shave my head, my parents just, my mom, she just starts crying in the middle of a Chinese restaurant. And my, 
uh, that on was Christmas. And, yeah, and my mom's like, can't you just grow a back? I'm like, I've been trying to grow a back for 35 years. It's, <laughs> it's gone. And then my dad just gave me the, the look of disappointment, like, you should have consulted with us. Um, so, yeah, on that one. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really like open, as long as you, you know, if you can keep the conversation going, if you can keep, you know, make me laugh, and if I can make you laugh, um, I'm really kind of open to, to all sex, but I, uh, sex, with a C, <laughs> with a CT, um, should clarify that. Um, this isn't that kind I, of show. I was just gonna say, like, this is just a comedy show, like, I'm done, I'm good, You're just, I'm, I'm, I'm highly amused. I'm glad you appreciate that. Okay, can you tell us maybe uh, an age range of what works for you and also if somebody's single, uh, divorced, with or without kids, do you have any preferences in that uh, direction? Ideally for me, it'd be somewhere between, uh, I'll stay in the 30s. So like 30 to he maybe like 42. Like also okay. <laughs> but you know the Guys, problem- Guys, hold on. Oh, he sure. said 30s to 42, and I just want to acknowledge when a 39-year-old man is open to dating an older woman, that's like music to our ears. Look at you. Look at me. You're getting so many bonus points right now, Alex. So many, <laughs> so many. Um, and then as far as uh, you know, what your previous relationship is, that's a previous relationship. So it's for me, it's as long as it's you right. know something new and something here. As long as you're committed and emotionally available, yeah. I don't really care. Fantastic. Um, we're not going to let you go yet, Alex, because I feel like there's an Eliza blessing coming. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Something's coming before that. Ooh, you guys have questions. Match? You guys are matchmakers, aren't you? I told you yeah. what kind. These, this is the introduction part. So you're going to have to make an introduction, but you don't know enough about them yet. What do you want to know? Somebody wants to know something about him. What's your favorite food was the question. I'm coming around. I got the mic. Uh, steak, unfortunately. You're from Georgia. <laughs> steak, he likes steak. That's true. I'm Is it actually, boiled peanuts? That's true. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, so anything, you know, from the southern kind of food, like barbecue, and then that's when I start speaking southern. I, we're not ready for that We one. like the accent. Go for it. You want my accent? Like I was sitting on a plantation Y'all can do whatever y'all want. <laughs> Drinking my sweet tea, boiled peanuts, mashed potatoes, gravy. We want to know, where did you grow up? So I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I moved up to the different suburbs outside of Philly when I was around 10. My accent is suppressed. Um, I've mostly lived out here. I did, do, I was gonna say a stint, but that sounds like I went to jail. I, uh, I lived a little bit in, uh, in South Florida as well. Not Miami, the other coast, where all the people from the Midwest go. Okay, so we got a couple <laughs> comments here. Somebody's got a girl for you in Atlanta, and somebody else says you should just work on the accent because that's your like ticket to the girl. Noted. They like the accent. We got a question over here. No, I don't have a question. If I was 30 years younger, I'd be jumping in your lap right now. <laughs> live matchmaking, people. Live matchmaking. Who's got a question? <laughs> Okay, we got a question back here. <laughs> Thank you, Ruthie, for that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is not a question for you. This is a celebrity sighting. I'm seen with his mom in a photo from last night. Oh. He wants you to know. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone here is a match or they want to think of a match, but I am a matchmaker. And you can write to me on Instagram, Michal Matches, if you have a suggestion for Alex. You have one already? Wait, we have some questions. Are we out of time? Because we're not done with him. The question is, are you open to relocating? Actually. 
I would, for the right wow. person. Hold on, we got a question here. Preferably on the East Coast. Going. What quality do Go you ahead. admire most in others? What quality do you admire most in others was the question. I think it's an openness. I mean, I just want someone that's really accepting and, you know, that, that can acknowledge new ideas and things that are different from, you know, what they're used to if they hear something from somebody else that's a different perspective. Great answer. Okay, my question is, are you an animal person? Like, if she had a dog, is that okay? If a dog is actually on my list to get one this year, so yeah. That's I mean, good, because I think this lady has a match for you. Hang on, we got another question. Describe your perfect weekend. That's a good question. Um, it would start with somebody else coming to pick me up. Uh, I'd really like to you know, just lay back for a moment. Um, it probably involves, you know, somebody pick me up, let's go out for brunch, let's get, do some, something with bottomless drinks, not clothings. Uh, you know, we're not in LA, I don't know. Why, why are you blushing? <laughs> this is taking a turn. Um, probably end up at the beach, to be honest. I love, I mean, I just love baking in the heat. I don't know, that's, I don't know, that, that's probably that, sor- that southern uh, aspect. Um, Honestly, and then probably going, you know, to the boardwalk and playing some games and just like laughing at each other, um, and then and then ending up, I don't know, at a, at a nice restaurant where we can sp- it with at least one bottle of wine, at least. <laughs> okay, one more question over here. Um, hey, Alex, I'm your friend. We discussed soulmates. We did discuss that. <laughs> Um, I know these days a lot of girls like to uh, go out and get a great photo, so I'm curious what kind of photographer you are. Oh, great, great question, Rachel's side. Check my Instagram. Um, so I love to take pictures. Uh, I actually do love to take pictures, mostly of like nature and you know when I go on hiking and stuff like that. But I have learned, you know, to you know make you know definitely from the top, make, take over the lengthways, sideways, whatever they want and then check to make sure it's okay. And if it's not okay, I'll take 15 more photos. Such good husband material. I'm wondering what you do for work. What do I do for work? Uh, I'm the Associate Director of Insights and Operations. So I get to be both very analytical and a lot of creativity. We have a question over here in the middle. What kinds of things do you value about somebody's personality and or what kinds of things have you really liked in previous partnerships? Uh, in addition to the openness, um, I'm a talker. Uh, I love to talk. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, how was your day to like, I like to dig deep, you know, tell me everything that you ate and then like, let's talk about, um, you know, why it's that great and like, let me give you some alternative options uh, as to things that maybe you didn't consider. So I love a talker. Um, I like somebody that, that's not purely a homebody. I really need somebody that's more, you know, that leans, you know, ambivert to extrovert. I prefer that, because um, I'm extroverted myself. I wasn't always. Um, and things that I, va- I like, a, it's, I, I don't want to be, I hate to use this word, I don't like to be bored. So I want someone that's always coming up with ideas. I'm looking for my partner. I don't want to have to carry all the weight. Um, you know, at least come at me like 40%. Um, He's willing to do more of the heavy lifting. I will do more of the heavy lifting. I know, I can tell. And he's going to out-talk you, and with the bottles of wine, he might out-drink you, too. 
Okay. Can I share something terrible? About no. Uh, uh, no. 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 You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. The thing about the thing about Alex, like when a matchmaker meets him, you're just like, oh my god, I could set you up with 50 people. Like I almost want you to stay single because I know you're gonna be the best date. To <laughs> so you're right. many people. It's, ter- it's amazing. terrible. You're right. But I, I know, but he's just such a good man, and he's so open, and he deserves to be with some ama- someone amazing, but you're such a good thing to have in my back pocket, but I, I, but I want you to be snatched up, of course. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> okay, and it'll so happen soon. It'll happen soon. Amen. So you guys are Everybody say amen. It should happen amen. soon. Thank amen. you. Now, we need your help because you are all inducted into the IMG. You are a part of the International Matchmaking Guild. I can't wait till my partners over there find out that I announced it. You're gonna go crazy. Do anyway, it. no, I just did. You did. And <laughs> you guys have to match him. So now, do you know enough information to match him? And if you have a thought or an idea for him, I want you to put your hand in the air. Wow. Do I? No, no, no. One, two, two three, three, four, four good. five, six, seven, eight, eight. nine, wow. ten. Okay, you have over 10 people yes. in this room more than my year. that would like to set you up. Yes. You have a job. You are a matchmaker. You are an introducer. You're going to go over and you're going to say, I heard you're a really funny guy with great blue eyes who's super tall and embracing the baldness and have I got a girl for you. And then you're going to tell him about this girl and you're going to say, no, because that's what we do. We're matchmakers. No. What do you think? And he's going to probably give you some comedian shtick answer. No matter what you say, he's going to have something funny to say back. And because he's an amazing dater, and Michal wants to keep him in his back pocket, but she can't because we're going to marry you off. So you're going to go, so you're going to say yes, and he's going to be like, of course. But there's 10 of you who are going to approach him, and you're not allowed to say yes to all 10 at one time. Okay? So it's going to be, you're going to line up. You're gonna talk to him. You're gonna swap your details so that you can get in touch with him and you're gonna help us to marry him off. Agreed? Thank you. Thank you. Wow, we should do this every night. <laughs> Alex, that was so much fun. Thank you so Thank much. You so Round of applause for Alex. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I think something that was cool about that and like and honestly about the show is watching the process because matchmaking is so secretive like you don't know what we're doing and it's actually kind of undervalued work and it just looks like like poof it just happens but it's a lot of working with a person and coaching and really understanding them on a deeper level and I thought what was beautiful about the show was that like you didn't magically see a marriage the stories aren't all finished it's the process and that's what dating is and what you just saw tonight, we turned you into matchmakers. And what I did, I had my entire matchmaking network. So Michal and Danielle and all the rest of my matchmakers on my team were on phone calls. Hi, I've got a girl in Kansas City. Hi, I've got this really interesting guy who wants an Israeli blonde hair, blue eyed girl in LA, only LA. Who do you have? And each of my matchmakers said, we all went into our databases, into our networks, and we searched until we came up with the right people. And that's how we do matchmaking. So this is really what happens with matchmaking. We really get to know people on the inside and on the out. And we try to present them with their preferences as much as possible. And then we also teach them about something called the slow grow. Do you know about the slow grow? Right. It's the person that you meet and you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe. 
slow grow. Just keep going with it. It's either going to die and be over, or you're gonna get married, and it's gonna be wonderful. If, if it isn't a no, it's a yes. For now. For now. If it is not a no, a hard no, absolutely not, you know, I, I don't know, I don't like your face and I don't wanna wake up to it every day, no. <laughs> If it's not that, you could go on another date and we'll learn a little bit more until you hit a hard no or until you hit a slow grow or until you hit a sizzle. I don't like the sizzles and pops. The fireworks, when they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I met the best person. It was great. The date was amazing. I'm like, they're doomed. <laughs> it's gonna end badly. 10 days or less, this will not last. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, don't get excited about those Let's things they die a, a good, hard death. Not always. <laughs> no, they do. There's, so, there, okay. on that enigmatic note, um, so I think that what we experienced here tonight, everybody, was our version of collaboration and community matchmaking, right? It takes literally everybody in this room to make a match for even someone as wonderful as Alex. We would like all of you to be a part of this forever, and it's really what we've all done for years and years, right? Collaboration, no competition, we're all working towards the same goal. So thank you for being a part of it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for again to Ng with us today. Join us for coffee next week. You can find us on Instagram at Elizabeth Shalom, at Michal Matches, or at Danielle Selber. If you want to submit your question, slide into our DMs.